Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North build a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Nearing. Hey, everybody. It is Lisa from True North Homeschool Academy, and this is another episode of Life Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. And today we are going to be talking to the director of True North's amazing moms membership group at the Navigators. And Angie Farrell is here with us today. So, hey, Angie, how are you doing? Good. I'm so glad you're here. So the Navigators is a really unique online moms membership for homeschool families and moms in particular. We offer weekly book studies, a monthly parent equipping, and an amazing online library of resources and training. And Angie comes very qualified. So Angie, I'm going to let you tell our listeners about your background and what you bring to offer the moms in our moms membership. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. I can do that. So I've been homeschooling. This is uh, going to be my 15th year of homeschooling. I've graduated my oldest child from homeschool into the Air Force. And um, before I was a homeschooler and a stay-at-home mom, I was a mental health professional. So I've got about 17 years in mental health and uh, about 15 years in homeschooling and those two things together really uh, created a perfect synergy for me to come in and support moms in these in this role and um, I founded some local homeschool groups too that did these kinds of things so I really recognize the value of supportive activities encouragement just understanding how challenging it is to homeschool and the amount of strength you need to draw upon to do that and I just really have a heart for helping helping those moms find the tools, find the resources and the resilience to persevere. Mm, I love it. You have been doing monthly parent equipping with the with the gals in the membership group, and some of those titles have been really interesting. Like, know your why. What are you doing? And we're going to talk about that today. Know your why. I love that because that's always what I mean. Whenever I'm talking to new homeschoolers, I'm like why are you going to homeschool? <laughs> and I think this is so important because without a vision that people will perish, this is like a biblical principle. So tell us what you mean by know your why. Yeah. So the term know your why, I think came about as a result of a book that was entitled the same by Simon Sinek. And he's a great uh, business leader. And, and there was a lot of research behind it that stated, and, and we know as Christians too, the, the way human nature works, but when you understand why you're doing something, you tend to be more committed to it. And so mm -hmm. this idea of knowing why we're homeschooling is essential because it's what holds us through on those tough days. And I think for me, when I first started homeschooling, of course, it was a little more um, fringy yeah. <laughs> to be homeschooling. And so I got challenged a lot by people. Why are you doing that? Aren't you worried about these issues? And I realized very quickly that I needed to develop sort of a elevator speech 
if as such, to just quickly answer other people's concerns and questions about why I would be homeschooling, what, what the value was. And in that process, I realized I needed to really define that for myself as well. So my husband and I sat down and we wrote out the, the essential reasons or the things that were driving us. And it really helped me. And I ended up typing it up and putting it on my cabinet in my room where we homeschooled. All the years that we homeschooled, it hung there until it sort of fell apart. And I realized I probably should have laminated it. But I think that for me, it was just something to anchor me in those hard days because it is difficult homeschooling. You, a lot of times you are, you're pushing against the mainstream, you're swimming against the current, so to speak. And so when you look at that and you say, these are the reasons, this is the end I'm looking for, it really uh, strengthens you for those, those days. And it really did. I would look up at that and say, yes, I, yes, mm -hmm. it's hard today, but there's an right. end here. And, and then as that end got closer and I began to see the fruit, they're just, you know, I have nothing but gratitude. That That is so great. It, it really becomes the vision that you can look to because like we've been talking about, every time you do something off the beaten path, you're not on a clear path. So you're going to find little pebbles that get in your shoe. You're going to find little rocks to trip over. And you're going to find boulders right there in the middle of your path. And if you have a why, it just helps you get the pebble out of your shoe, pick yourself up and climb over the boulder. I agree. I, and I, and I like the idea too. I mean, it, obviously I started that process in my home mainly because I was trying to deal with opposition. We had a lot of people, friends and family who just said, why would you want to do that? And I felt very beat down about it, the decision. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just define that for myself, but, but it ended up being much more, it became a greater tool for me. And I realized that um, I was there's so many different reasons why people homeschool. And that's the other thing. We, we don't all have the same reason. In the Christian community, a lot of time, it's because we want to stand with our children in eternity, right? We want them to be with us. We want them to become Christians, to share our faith, to live out their faith. But not everyone homeschools for that, for that reason. Yeah. Maybe there are other issues. Some people carry burdens of being bullied when they were in school or their children maybe have learning disabilities and they have they they really want to address those specially yeah. so so for each of us it's not going to be the same and we can't right. assume that so it's important to define that and to 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 use a little bit of a cliche but to begin with the end in mind will really mm -hmm. help help us plan. So I had helped the moms write mission statements in my workshop where we went through and we filled out a checklist of all the various mm -hmm. reasons they may homeschool. And then we used those results to write a mission statement. And then I also encouraged them to develop even a shorter mission statement, like a motto. And one mm -hmm. of my moms, her motto was faith, family, and farming. I love it. <laughs> yeah, because she was thinking that for her family, her children, she has boys and they have developed a love of farming because that's what their father does. And so that is a big piece of her being able to, to pass that on to her boys and share that passion as part of their education. And I thought that was wonderful. I loved it. It's beautiful. I want to go back to something you mentioned about getting opposition because you'd been a very successful professional woman Mm -hmm. And you got married and had kids and decided to kind of leave that behind to homeschool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I know that the working homeschool mom is like one of the fastest growing niches in homeschooling right now. 
And it's tough. I mean, it is really tough to work while you homeschool, but it's also tough to leave a professional life and be home full time. It's such a different world. And if you're known as a professional, you do get a lot of, you get a lot of blowback because why would you give up all your training and abilities and skills to stay home? So can you speak to that a little bit? Cause that, I think that is really a lot of our listeners might be struggling with that really even. Yeah. I definitely felt a bit of identity crisis in the beginning, which is another reason why defining it was so important to me. I, I did have a, a great career. I, I had was really at the pinnacle of my profession. When I left, I was making the best money I'd ever made. I had quite a bit of, um, position. I don't know what the word I want to use is, but I was networked. I was known in my field. Uh, I was titled. I had a very, very um, prestigious job. I was managing multiple programs, multiple millions of dollars in budget. And I just walked away and people just could not figure out why in the world anyone would do that. And I, I do think our society devalues motherhood. And so I experienced that personally from a lot of people who said, you're wasting all your education. I had to, over the years, because I homeschooled and stayed home for so long, I even let my licenses lapse because it, it wasn't really a good investment to keep doing all of that and maintaining it um, on one income. So there was a bit of shock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't regret it. And now that I'm doing both, I'm back into that mode of working and still homeschooling. Of course, my kids are a little bit older. I don't know. I really sometimes don't know how moms work and homeschool their small children. I give them so much credit. And yeah. I think it's really been on my heart to try to support that because mm. I really see the value of homeschooling and I would like to see everyone be able to benefit from it no matter what their situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really on my heart to support that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that don't have the luxury of walking away from what I consider a very broken education system. And I really would like to figure out how I can be a part of helping them do that if that's what they w- wish. Yeah. I, I see the mom's membership, the navigators is really a big piece of that because yes. in my experience, when you're doing something really hard, if you have just somebody to remind you, like, you know, it's okay. We're doing the right thing. I mean, my husband and I do that for each other. I think, uh, I think as a married couple, we have to testify to each other. Why are we doing this crazy thing? You know, like I forgot, do you remember? Yes, I do. We're going this way for this reason, because I think if you're really following the Lord, you're going to go off the beaten path a lot. <laughs> and, and just speak to the idea of what you said about working moms too. I think one of the beautiful things about virtual school is that it's made the working mom slash homeschool hybrid much more doable. Oh yeah. yeah. I had kids that I've been tutoring pri- privately that were special um, special ed kids who all of their parents worked and they were home. They had a checklist that their parent gave them in the morning and they'd log on to meet with me and do their other things. And they could, it was very doable for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think that's maybe one of the things that wasn't really available to me when I had to make that decision is I just kind of had to choose. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad that I chose what I did. My children were blessed by it. And I didn't lose those skills. Uh, those skills were still part of who I am. And I was able to come back to them when the time was right. But I think the virtual 
educational opportunities now make it mm-hmm. so much easier for moms to be able to, to, to step into both roles. And I think it makes the kids more comfortable because they can stay in their home where they feel mm-hmm. safe and mm-hmm. yeah, just great, yeah. great benefits to being able right. to make it work for everybody. Yeah. I think, I think outsourcing is if you're a working homeschool mom, outsourcing is the secret sauce to making it happen. Yep. And it, you know, virtual school can mean so many different things, finding an online educational program that fits. And you might want to use a couple different resources. Of course, we want you to find true North homeschool Academy, go to true North homeschool Academy.com and look at our stuff. But um, we have other podcasts on that. So I don't want to get off on that. Cause I really want to talk more about knowing your why. And I love the, I love the, um, just the project you did with the moms in the membership group about going through why are they homeschooling and then creating just that, just a motto for themselves, because sometimes that can really help us focus on those hard days, which homeschooling is a job. So just by definition, we will have hard days. Um, we don't feel good. They don't feel good. The curriculum's not working. You know, the, the kitchen, um, you know, burned all your food, the dog puked, all the things, you know, there's just, it just never ends. So I think having a motto that you can just even put on your wall and just say, Hey, that is what we're doing. Um, even when the dinner's burned and the dog's barfing, we're still going this way and it's going to be good. We're going to get there together. That is so encouraging. Yeah. And those things like burn dinner, those are temporal. I mean, the things we're looking at are much larger and, and to think about some of the reasons, I mean, like I said, the Christian community usually prioritizes faith as an, as a reason or a number one reason for homeschooling, but there are many more benefits and they all meant something to me. It was, faith was important. I wanted to um, incorporate spiritual learning into their everyday uh, program. I wanted my children to value spiritual things. Um, and I do feel like our faith is under attack in the public education system, but I also wanted well-educated children. And so I was able to attack the curriculum a little bit differently at home, which I think is uh, a benefit of home education that a lot of people are aware of. It is that one piece that most people see, wow, these home educators, they really know their stuff because we can really build so much into our day because we lose all of that wasted time of changing classes and riding the bus and going here and there. And we can be more concentrated in our effort. But a lot of things that people ask about, like say social skills, and that's sort of a a bit of a myth that I, I feel has been debunked, the idea of socialization, you know, that used to be the thing everybody asked you, well, aren't you worried about socialization? And I would always say yes. And that's why I'm homeschooling (laughs) because we can do a better job of socializing our children in a different environment where they're with different ages and different influences that we, that we trust and and just Mm -hmm. a a myriad of, of social advantages, but even just the idea of balancing the use of time, um, the idea that there's so much wasted time in a, in a public education setting. And, and it's not something that can be helped. That's just the format. You go right. in, you, you're, you sit around and you wait your turn to be helped. Um, but we don't, we don't have that built into our day. So we have shorter days because they're more concentrated. We can individualize our children's instruction. So we can teach them according to the best learning style. Uh, we don't have to use a one size fits all curriculum. Um, We can use instruction methods that build good work habits instead of just sort of having them show up and do what they're told. Uh, Kids have to learn how to problem solve. They have to learn how to think. 
we can do a lot more of that in our day. Um, we can give them just a lot more interaction, one-on-one, -on -one, and, and really just more safety of feeling very loved and cared for and in a space that is Mm -hmm. is warm and is their home that's a plus and yeah. and I do want to mention one of the things I say over and over to my moms is that we we call ourselves homeschoolers but that doesn't mean we're schooling from home right. we may be at a mil in a million different places I honestly in all the years we homeschooled half of our day was spent elsewhere because we were always on the run to some activity or some museum mm -hmm. or some field trip or we were going to go do some sports thing with the other kids. I mean, we were so engaged in the world. Um, so homeschooling doesn't mean we're just, we just stay at home. It means that home is where the, the, the direction comes from. And so you, that's why we can do all of these great individualized things. And then the last thing I want to say, as far as a key kind of reason, or when you talk about your whys, is that education is what strengthens the pillars of our society. And so I wanted to build an education where my children learned the value of traditional institutions like marriage and family. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to understand that, that God and morals aren't separate from their education. I wanted them to um, understand that orderly moral societies are built in, by individuals who are moral and orderly. Um, and I feel like our public schools are indoctrinating children into a different line of thinking, very socialistic, very Marxist. And we know that education is the only path to maintaining a free nation because we need to build our nation uh, with individuals that are free thinkers. So when you think about why, my goodness, the list yeah. goes on. We, I mean, I feel like we could do a podcast in every sentence you said in the last couple minutes. Like you, you just packed it in there, Angie. Well, you know, this is show notes. The, the, the checklist that we went through has all of those things. There's like a hundred different items. And I had the moms go through and just check off the ones that really resonated with them. And then they had to pick their top three. And we use that to build our mission. Now, narrowing it down to three is pretty tough. Um, cause I think I could go through and check everyone, but yeah. Um, so if, if people do join the navigators and they missed that, it's still in the library, they can go back and they've got resources right there for them. Right. Yeah. So there's a video there they can watch. And then there's some freebies they can click on and print out those, those little quizzes and documents so that they can explore that on their own time and share it with and their this, husband. This could be something you probably do every year with the moms in the membership site. I would, I would probably think like, it's just good to go back and, and think about it. You, you said something I want to just go back to really quickly. You said the one-on-one -on -one interaction with the mom and the, mm -hmm. and the dad, like in the home. I think that's mm -hmm. so important. I, I, in all the talks I've been doing, one of the things I really try to remind parents is that they really are their kid's best resource. And I think as parents, especially when we're home and the, and culture doesn't really necessarily value homemaking or, or raising your own kids in a way, I think it's really important to just get really firm in your own head. Like as a parent, we're called to these kids, we're called to this home and God has resourced and equipped us incredibly well, exceptionally well for the kids he's given us. And, and to undervalue that really walks away from something that is so important. So I love that you said, you know, we have the ability to do one-on-one -on -one instruction 
And we have more investment in our kids than anybody. We are going to go after it when our kids are suffering or struggling. We're going to find the things they need in a way that other people don't have the time or resources or heart to do. And we do. So I, I love that you mentioned that because I think, you know, homeschool mom, homeschool dad, if you're listening, you really are your parents. You really are your kid's best resource. That is, that is an important thing. <laughs> well, the, the, the schools, I, I don't know if it's something that they've meant to do, but I feel I've seen over the past 20 years or, or more is undervalue or undermine that parental role. And I think there's a lot of wonderful teachers out there in the system, but they've sort of been indoctrinated into this idea that they know what's best for your children. Yeah. And, and yes, they've been specially trained and credentialed, but you're never, even someone who maybe is less trained and credentialed can never can't provide something for those children that a teacher just simply cannot. And that is a sense of unconditional lifelong love. Yeah. And, and I know that a lot of, there's a lot of great teachers who care deeply for their children, but for their students, but it's just not the same. And I struggled with some things with my daughter when she was younger in terms of some learning. She just was slow to, to learn how to read and some other things. And and I had students, and I hate to say this, but I had students that were special ed. My daughter wasn't special ed. She just, for some reason, it just didn't click for her it, until later. But they would tell me that they knew that the teachers were frustrated with them. And they felt that frustration and, and even anger. And sometimes the teachers would even say things that were pejorative and, and hurtful. And I just, I mean, I'm not saying that moms wouldn't do that mm -hmm. because we're human, but I just feel like there's a sense of, of acceptance and love that you're never going to get anywhere, but like mm -hmm. you get at home. And right. so for my daughter, I, I was concerned and I reached out to some experts and they said, yeah, give her time. She's going to figure it out. And mm -hmm. so then I was able to go back and continue to work with her and not feel worried and frustrated and just say, it's all right. We're just going to keep with it. Mm -hmm. And um, she didn't have to suffer being labeled or all the things that may have happened had she been in a school setting where there's such a push to pass the test and get a certain right. standard because they're being evaluated by that. And so mm -hmm. I don't think the teachers can help it, but because they know it's going to hurt them if these kids don't get to a certain level. Right. Yeah, right. And I'm not being evaluated like that. I have a, a long game when I'm educating my child. I know at some point this is going to come together and I don't need to put that pressure there. So what a blessing. Yeah. What a blessing. And your daughter, by the way, I think this is really a helpful note to end on. Um, she might've been a little bit slower to get caught up, but she is like rocking and rolling at this point as a young adult. I mean, she's yes. not, yeah, she's just on her way to like yeah. really going fast and far. So, um, I hope that's encouraging to some of the parents listening, like, uh, you know, sometimes people just take a little bit of time to get with, you know, conventional program. Yeah. I think that struggle to learn how to read, uh, help teach her a work ethic. And she, it drove her to work harder. And she's in a very, very complex job, uh, assignment, whatever in the, in the air force right now, she's in tech school. She's going to be there for a long time, but the job that she's in is very hard one. She really worked hard to get into it. And, um, she's doing amazing. So there, 
it isn't, it's wonderful because the one thing we don't have to do in our homeschools is continually teach to the test like the schools do because mm -hmm. tests can never measure a human being's potential. Right, exactly, yeah. Well, Angie, thanks for being on today to talk about your why. If there's, a, as always, extensive show notes. And if you want to find out about the Moms Membership, I'll put a link in there. It's on sale through the end of May, and it's a great sale. Um, come try it out, test drive it, get to know Angie and the other gals on the membership site, um, weekly book study, monthly parent equipping, and an online library of resources like we talked about today. Angie, thanks for being on with me today. Always a pleasure. Yes, thanks. me too. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. And I just want to remind you that you can find all of our classes and clubs, testing, advising, mom's membership, and more at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. We do offer live online, dynamic, interactive, small group classes. So when your students take classes with us, they're not in a, they're not in a Zoom room full of 100 people. We keep our class sizes small so that the students get to know both the teacher and their fellow students. We um, use a lot of different technology to make the classes dynamic and interactive, including presentations, projects, breakout rooms, virtual whiteboards, and more. Um, we like to say that we use time-tested educational pedagogy coupled with cutting-edge technology to bring the best educational opportunities to your students in, in the privacy of your own home. We do provide syllabus and grading for all classes. Um, clubs are more relaxed, so we don't provide syllabus or grading for those, but you can certainly use our clubs for the transcripts, and we'd love to help you know how to do that. Stay tuned this year, 2022, for some exciting new um, classes and clubs being offered by True North Homeschool Academy. Um, we're also going to be offering an honor club, dual enrollment, and so much more. We are honored to partner with you as you homeschool your children. Again, check out truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com and thanks for listening to today's podcast.